They're funding abortions, demanding Americans comply with their woke climate agenda. They teach people that the U.S. is a system of white supremacy while stripping away your Second Amendment rights. A California Democrat? No. It's Bank of America under CEO Brian Moynihan. There's enough people pushing political agendas in America. Your bank shouldn't be one of them. Bank of America. Their lies start with their name. Who helped cause soaring gas prices? BlackRock. Who contributed to outrageous housing prices? BlackRock. BlackRock and Larry Fink spent years harassing oil and gas companies, making them divest from fossil fuels. Now you feel the pain. And BlackRock-owned companies are snatching up houses, crippling families. Now BlackRock's former ESG czar Brian Deese is Biden's economic advisor. Crushing America from within. That's what BlackRock is really about. No fear, no political correctness, no wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for downloading, listening, and sharing. My name is Frank Salvato. With the release of special counsel Robert Hur's report on President Biden's handling of classified documents... It appears we are once again facing a Hillary Clinton-James Comey moment, where everyone was outraged that Clinton wouldn't be held to account for blatantly violating the Espionage Act and then defying the Justice Department by destroying evidence on her private server. The American people should be doubly outraged at Hur's conclusion not to recommend legal action against Biden. Hur's special counsel investigation, quote, uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen, unquote. This is an uncontrovertible violation of the Espionage Act and a crime that anyone else but Clinton would be charged for. Yet, it was announced that the Justice Department will not charge Biden in the matter, her stating, No criminal charges are warranted. So what was the basis for letting Biden skate on committing a crime that is not far from the seriousness of treason? As Herr put it in his announcement, quote, We have also considered that, at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify a reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him, by then a former president well into his 80s, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness, Two immediate points come to mind. First, unless her is a soothsayer or can see into the future, Unless he's an omnipotent being, he can't know what a jury will think or do. Therefore, his contentions about the jury are all speculation and should not be considered in calculating whether or not the Justice Department should pursue any prosecution of Biden in the matter. Second, unless her is a board-certified physician qualified to diagnose cognitive disorders, his opinion on the mental state of the president is irrelevant. In fact, his non-expert testimony via his comments 
complicates matters where the public and the elected representatives' consideration of the execution of the 25th Amendment is concerned. Her's purview was, specifically, to determine whether or not a crime had occurred. His report, in conclusion of his investigation, determined a crime was committed. Therefore, Her has to report that fact to his superiors and reserve his personal opinions for bravado sessions with his friends. His opinions on the matter are irrelevant. Only the facts uncovered are relevant. So, for the second time in less than eight years, senior members of a presidential administration who do not enjoy presidential immunity are not charged with crimes they did, in fact, commit. Where Biden was found to have illegally held classified documents, Clinton was found to have illegally held classified documents as well. Comey said in his final determination, quote, Although we did not find clear evidence that Secretary Clinton or her colleagues intended to violate laws governing the handling of classified information, there is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. There is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, unquote. Now, given the kid gloves with which Clinton was handled and Biden is being handled, and how the administration of justice is being obstructed, how is it even possible to attempt to deny Donald Trump his right to be on any state presidential election ballot when he has already been acquitted of the charges claiming insurrection. Colorado's Supreme Court used the basis of Donald Trump being guilty of insurrection to move their ridiculous claim through the process that saw that state attempt to remove Trump's name from the ballot. That determination was also used in Maine where a totalitarian Secretary of State unilaterally attempted to remove Trump from that state's ballots. The determination, unadjudicated, is the basis for the entire argument to disqualify Trump from any ballot for the 2024 general election. But unless we are suspending the double jeopardy clause of the Fifth Amendment, no adjudication of insurrection can be leveled at the former president. But wait, Frank. When did Trump stand trial for insurrection? The highest legal authority in the United States where presidential misconduct is adjudicated is the legislative branch through the execution of the impeachment process. The, quote, indictment is executed in the U.S. House of Representatives in the form of the actual impeachment, and the, quote, trial takes place in the U.S. Senate with the Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court presiding. The second time the impeachment-happy Democrats, under U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat from California, politicized the provision of impeachment, the 117th U.S. Congress adopted one article of impeachment against Trump, incitement of insurrection, stating that he had incited the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Mr. Trump was found to be indictable according to the majority Democrat chamber. Trump then stood trial in the U.S. Senate on charges of incitement of insurrection on February 9, 2021, a trial which ended on February 13, 2021, 
with an acquittal on the single charge leveled against him. The jury, the Senate, voted 57-43 to acquit, some 10 votes short of the two-thirds needed to remove a sitting president. Trump was acquitted on the charge of incitement to insurrection. Let me say that again for those with an attention span problem. Donald Trump was acquitted of incitement to insurrection in the only court with authority over presidential misconduct on February 13th, 2021. Acquitted. So barring the repeal of the Fifth Amendment's protection against double jeopardy, any jurisdiction or authority, any news media outlet or pundit, still abusing the idea that Trump is an insurrectionist, is criminally violating Mr. Trump's Fifth Amendment right to protection from being charged twice for the same perceived crime. Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton get to commit crimes and walk away from any charges because, well, we just don't indict sitting presidents or secretaries of states. Uh, Insert your eye roll here. But Donald Trump has his Fifth Amendment rights suspended so he can be exposed to illegal and unconstitutional political persecution? I don't know why the brain trust around Trump is not doing this, but his lawyers should be suing the pants off everyone and anyone, still abusing the notion that he is an insurrectionist, charging that they are violating the former president's constitutional rights. When we come back, our regular end-of-week segment on America's Third Watch, broadcast on the Salem and Genesis Communications Networks. You're listening to Underground USA. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Nike is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. It is the Friday slash weekend edition, and we've got Frank Salvato, a good friend, of course, from undergroundusa.com, also author of the book Nullification, and I want to say good morning, Frank. Mr. Kyle. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, it's not one, it's not two, but it's at least three major stories that have huge impacts. And uh, so I'm just going to say, where would you like to start first? <laughs> we, well, we've got, yeah, we've got the Joe Biden, we've got the, the Trump uh, Supreme Court thing, and also 
uh, the decision in Hawaii, which I've been meaning to ask you about all day. I think we got to start with the uh, with the Joe Biden thing and the uh, yeah and and her saying that yeah he's he's guilty of of uh, of willfully taking documents and possessing them, but you know he's just such an old frail guy. I don't think we should pursue charges. We should just let the old man alone. I mean, you can't make this up. I mean, if this was a movie, nobody would believe it. The, the statement in that determination is he willfully removed top secret and classified documents. That means a crime has been committed. It doesn't matter how nice you are. And it, and it doesn't matter if, if you can't remember. None of that matters. None of it. He, he committed a crime. There needs to be action taken by the Department of Justice against him for this crime. Um, the idea that we can't indict a sitting president. Well, you know, if he's doing groundbreaking things as far as crime is concerned, then the charges have to break the same ground. So, you know, if the president of the United States walks out of the White House and goes across the Lafayette Park and shoots somebody in the head, do we go, oh, you know, he's just a, he's just an old guy who doesn't really remember any dates. We shouldn't charge him with murder. You know, it's a crime and the excuses have to stop. The two tiered system have to stop. This announcement just echoed of james comey just echoed of him saying yeah hillary kind of misplaced all those emails and she shouldn't have been doing it she she shouldn't have had it on a server that was not secured by the united states government i know she did it but she's she's hillary you know yeah and, and no jury would ever convict her or no, or no prosecutor would prosecute this or some other such thing that was again just a real cop-out on yeah, I I don't care what what the special prosecutor or, or special counsel feels. That's that's I don't I just don't care. I don't care what his emotions are about this or what he thinks he can predict a jury will do. It's not his place to say that. This this idea that well a jury probably wouldn't. Don't care. That's the jury's purview. It's not your purview. You're not a you're not a soothsayer. You don't have a crystal ball that gives me exact things that are going to happen into the future. It, it has nothing to do with what you were tasked to do. Did he or did he not break the law? And the answer, and you provided it, Mr. Special Counsel, is yes. So you must refer this for action then. Yeah, you know, I, I don't care if he can't remember what he had for breakfast, which he probably can't. Yeah, and a lot of these things happened at a time when arguably... He was not in the same state that he is right now. This, these were talking years ago. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's not contemporaneous. Didn't happen yesterday. No. And then that's another point. You know, if, if this guy is that bad that he can get away with removing top secret and sensitive data and sharing it with people, that's the other point. Sharing it with people. That's a blatant violation of the Espionage Act. If he's that feeble minded. Why is he a candidate for president of the United States? Indeed, indeed. And this is where I think things have changed as of today. You know, whereas it, it used to be, oh, that's Uncle Joe and this kind of thing. 
But now this is, you know, officially on the record. And of course, they're pushing back on it. He's saying, well, I was dealing with an international crisis, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, it all rings true. And to the voters, it'll just ring true that he is of diminished capacity. Yeah, he's the president of the United States is that guy on the variety show that's got the 13 plates spinning at the same time. We need we need someone who can keep all those plates spinning no matter what and still be able to answer questions from a special prosecutor or a special counsel on what he did with top secret material. If he can't perform that job and he can't keep those plates spinning, then I'm sorry, he's got to go. Yeah. So what do you think right now in the Democrat vaunted halls of power? Are they are they deciding, uh, okay, we got to change the ticket or try to ride this out and then, you know, uh, make a change and have them resign or something or 25th Amendment, that kind of stuff? They are going to play the, he's just old. We shouldn't pick on him. What do you hate, senior citizens? Republic, yeah, Republicans hate everybody. They, and especially old senior citizen grandfathers. <laughs> Indeed. That's exactly what they're, what they're going to do. Uh, we've got the stuff going on with Joe Biden. Uh, we've also got the Supreme Court hearing argumentation about the Colorado State Supreme Court decision. And it seemed to me like these justices were, and again, we can't, it, it's hard to really tell exactly where they're coming from, but the consensus seems to be that they're leaning towards, uh, you know, a fa- finding in favor of Trump, but you never know. But they, they, they were asking some pretty good questions. I think. Well, and it's a, that's a good sign when they're asking pointed questions. Uh, that means they are, they're deep into considering what, what it is when they give a blanket, a blanket answer without giving comment, uh, you know, that always leaves everybody hanging. So it will be interesting to hear those, those arguments today. You'll be able to stream them. You can, you can listen to them. It'll be interesting. Um, you know, there's, I was listening to Alan Dershowitz last night and granted he's a Democrat, but he's also represented Donald Trump in his impeachment hearings. So, um, and, and he's a wealth of knowledge, so he's someone to listen oh, yeah. to. Hey, big time. Hey. You know, he, he, he reminded everybody that the, the federal elections, it's not just one giant election. It is 50 different elections, and when you count the territories, you know, 51, 52, um, that, that the states execute for federal office. So when it comes to defining what is insurrection, what is not, you know, what is an insurrection, what is obstruction, what isn't obstruction. Those definitions need to come down to the states. The fact that this is being brought up to the Supreme Court in this in this quick fashion is interesting in that it almost kind of steps on the toes of the state's rights to execute their own elections for federal office. Um, an interesting argument to get into. But the other thing that he did point out in no uncertain terms, which I, I think is very interesting, is that the mainstream media's narrative is that uh, you know no one's ever no one's ever been charged for insurrection. Uh, Trump should be charged for insurrection. No adjudication has taken place. It has. When he was impeached the second time, the, one of the charges was insurrection. Mm-hmm. So he was impeached, and the Senate acquitted him so the the only court in the united states that matters in presidential actions which is the the court of impeachment 
and conviction happens in the House and, and then in the Senate, it, it said he's not guilty of insurrection. So where Colorado, is, their Supreme Court has said he can't be on the ballot because he's guilty of insurrection. They're flying in the face of an adjudication at the highest court to judge that issue. That is so, very, very astute. Absolutely. And, yeah, uh, and uh, go, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the idea that you can just say we're ignoring the highest authority on this issue to placate what we want to be reality that can't be. So because of that alone, Colorado has to be rebuked. Maine has to be rebuked. Any other state that tries to keep him off the ballot under, under the guise of because he's an insurrectionist, they have to be rebuked because he's been tried and he's been acquitted. And that's it. Well, exactly. And but they've they've got this 14th Amendment, Section 3, and you know, they're they're willing to just kind of and again, this this whole thing was put together at the end of the Civil War, I think for a pretty specific purpose. Now, these days, if someone raised an army and tried to attack militarily and cause an insurrection in that regard, well, this might really apply. But to make a speech, and you can say, well, was it a, a good idea to go out and make that speech? But it was a protected speech, and it was not an armed insurrection against the government. It was a bad riot that kind of it went very bad, we understand. And a lot of people did some things they shouldn't have done, but... This is, it doesn't rise to this level uh, of the Civil War. No, it doesn't satisfy the charge of insurrection. So it is moot. Right. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And, but of course, they're, they're doing this. A lot of this, too, is the court of public opinion because that word insurrectionist is just bandied about, like, as you're describing, like it's this, it's this thing that's already been decided, but it has, it's just a matter of opinion. And I like what Justice Roberts was talking about that again. You know that other states can start can start booting people off the ballot here and there because because they just want to with that. Yeah, it's okay if if public opinion is going to be what we're going to predicate everything on. Then OJ should never have walked out of court. Everybody right. everybody said he was guilty, but the court said he wasn't, and he got to walk. So we can't allow the rule of law to be usurped by the by the court of public opinion. We're not qualified. We're not qualified. It's not the way our country works. We, we've been getting away from from being a country of laws and not of men for a very long time. You know, whether it's whether it's because of regulatory courts, which I think are an abomination, or or because the judiciary has been uh, politicized to a point where they check with the DNC before they charge somebody. If a crime if a crime has been committed, then you have to pursue the laws. You know, so it, it not only does it make this charge of insurrection laughable when it comes to trying to deny people their right to vote for who they want to vote for, because that's exactly what this is, and it's exactly what they're doing with this, is trying to remove opposition from the ballots, but also with with things like Joe Biden and we're just not going to charge him because it's just Sleepy Joe. He's out there in his having some ice cream in his pajamas and and breaking the law. But he's just Joe. We're not going to charge him. Uh, uh-uh. the the Hillary Clinton pass. And and let's make this clear too. There's a difference between the president of the United States 
taking classified documents and and deciding later whether or not he wants to declassify them or not, and a vice president and secretary of state, they don't have that kind of immunity. Indeed, you're right so, about that. Yeah. So Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden as vice president, they committed crimes, and the Justice Department and our system of justice failed the American people into giving us our day in court against people who transgressed the law and transgressed the sovereignty of the people. Right. Well, now, one of the only remedies that the people have here beyond prosecutions and things like that is to go vote these people out of office, you know, or vote, you know, don't keep electing people like this, <laughs> you know, don't, you know, in other words, you'd send them packing. That's really the only remedy the people have at the ballot box. Yeah. And, and don't give them the time of day. Why is Hillary Clinton still important? <laughs> she's not. She's a, she's a two, two and a half free time loser who, who doesn't have a likability rating. People have been telling her she's so smart for so long. She's bought into it. She, she's really nothing important right now. She's a bitter woman who lost elections and won't let go and refuses to believe that the world can go on without her. Well, indeed. Well, where the Supreme Court, uh, this upcoming decision about um, about the Trump uh, being on the ballot, uh, I, I'm just bracing myself for the calls, and I think they're already starting up. The court is illegitimate, you know, if they find for Trump, basically. And we got to pack the court, or we have to have term limits, or we got to impeach, uh, the, you know, the justices. It'll go on and on. And and if this is if the if the constitution loving people are on top of this to get added to the narrative, the second those screams starts happening, they will start talking about how the left always rapes the constitution to get to, to get what they want and have been doing so since the 1900s in Woodrow Wilson. They have to abide by the rules. They can't keep changing them in the middle just to make sure that they win. Saul Alinsky is not on the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> right. By the way, you know, there are people out there saying, well, of course, you know, uh, if Trump is kept off the ballot, it'll, it'll, you know, these MAGA people will be out there doing this and such. But last time I checked, it was the, uh, the left that goes to protest at the uh, homes of the Supreme Court justices because they don't like the way they, quote, voted. Yeah, yeah, MAGA people don't go out and set things on fire and set up chop zones in Portland. <laughs> right, the autonomous zone. Well, you know, Frank, we we do have the phone lines lighting up like you wouldn't believe. So, uh, so callers, we're going to go sort of rapid fire here so we make sure we get everybody uh, in this morning uh, as best we can. Do you feel like taking a couple of calls, Frank? You bet. All right, here we go. Well, let's start off. We got Rick in Tampa this morning. Good morning, Rick. You're on with Frank Silvato. Good morning. Good morning, Frank. Been waiting to talk to you again, and this is the perfect time to do it. Let me get to it. Sure. Think our teeth into Biden's butt and everybody else's butt on the Democratic side. First place, the doddering old man needs to go. He's 25th Amendment, and it's the perfect opportunity. Let's get him out, take the Democrats away from their identity pot, uh, uh, politics give them what they want let's get rid of let's give kamala the first uh female president role it'll terrify everyone in this country past the second grade it will freak people out mm -hmm. he is we need to know who is running this government and that's one way to find out 
Um, Good point. Won't be able to avoid it. And we will steal that damn card from uh, Michelle Obama. And uh, there's just no losing that. Nobody's going to let her anywhere near a damn butt. And I think it's a perfect time to do that. The press, the mm-hmm. Democrats can't dispute the truth. And Dirkowitz is right. He's been tried and found not guilty of insurrection. So game over on that point. Good point. We appreciate it very much. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's the way to go with that. Mm-hmm. I think about it. There's a lot of layers that, you know, it's worthy of some deep thought. Indeed. Well, Rick and Tampa, we appreciate the call very much. You have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again real soon. You as well. Bye-bye. All right. So Rick and Tampa, everybody, what do you think, Frank? Well, not to, to play devil's advocate. I, I agree with everything that Rick said, but to play devil's advocate, they put in Michelle Obama as vice president. Kamala shows everybody her behind. Nobody wants her to be president. She drops out before the, the convention. They nominate Michelle Obama, and now we're facing that horrible future <laughs> i know it's none of it none of it's good i you know it's we can't there's no silver lining other than to not lose the election <laughs> yeah you know I, that's the only remedy here you have to win the election i remember back when uh um when tom daschle was the was the senate majority leader and i said boy i can't wait to get rid of this guy he is so bad for the country and then he was leaving and i said it's it's happened. Hallelujah. And then we got Harry Reid. Yeah. You know, so I, I learned a lesson very quickly. Be careful what you wish for, because what you wish for might end up being worse. No kidding. Well, let's head over to the other telephone line here. Mary and St. Pete, you got a, a quick comment or question for Frank Silvato? I do have a question. Uh, I still see uh, pictures of chemtrail. And what's in those chemtrails, mm-hmm. they have samples follow, of planes following what's coming out of those airplanes. But I saw 10 of those airplanes lined up flying right at the sun about three times this week. And uh, pictures are being seen from all over the world with these chemtrails. Wow. And I'm wondering okay. if Blake is seeing these up where he lives. Um, because guess what? If that's going on and they're dropping chemicals down here, everything else of this is irrelevant because of the air is being contaminated. Well, good, good question. Yeah, so we'll ask Frank. Thanks, Mary. Mary and St. Pete. Frank, uh, what, what do you think about that? Well, we've got, we got clear skies up here, so I'm not seeing chemtrails. And, you know, we've got some very sensitive Air Force bases around where I live in the Panhandle. Uh, I'm not saying that it's not happening. I'm just not seeing evidence where I live. That said, I you know I don't put anything past the Pentagon and the DOD and and the deep state apparatus about testing on on the American people after <clears throat> after COVID. All bets are off. Yeah, yeah, you're you know, right. I, I mean, I, I, you never know. Yeah, and and you've got a you've got a group of people at, at the globalist level who get together at the World Economic Forum talking about population, um, reducing population, purposely reducing population, trying to take over the, the food supply and, and everything else. And, and, and you have to give things like Mary's talking about some thought these days. You can't go back to the 70s where, oh, she sounds like she's, 
she's been smoking the wacky weed this morning because it turns out that 95 times out of 100 the, the conspiracy theory turns into well there was a lot of truth to that right yeah exactly you know, so, so you always have to keep an open mind be critical and and um and uh, and and try to figure things out well and until we can dismantle the bureaucracy in the deep state to be able to get straight answers instantaneously w w without the governmental apparatus obstructing and trying to keep things from us all questions are on the table indeed well i'll tell you what we got just a couple of minutes here but we got a couple of callers we want to get in we've got anthony in tampa this morning good morning anthony good to talk to you again uh, good morning, uh, Kyle Frank. Uh, Frank, you know, I have an old picture, not so old, of uh, the old, uh, two guys walking out of the Oval Office. Obama has his hand over Biden's uh, shoulder. So he tell me uh, there's a lot of favor being uh, delivered there. Uh, it's obvious. So, uh, but, you know, it's interesting what you commented about not holding bars on, on uh, bashing uh, Biden because so far, as far as conservative radio is concerned, Amazingly, it's four black conservative talk show hosts who are not only back on delivering the goods on this guy. They know the background of, of the old segregationist. And let's not forget about 1977 article about him not wanting his kids in schools with the jungle crowd. So you tell me he's not a, a racist in office? Give me a break. Second of all, in the Super Bowl, let's remember... There's only one national anthem in the United States. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Anthony in Tampa. Appreciate the call. Yeah. What do you think, Frank? Yeah. I, I got the last point. Absolutely agree. We don't have a white national anthem or a black national anthem. That's racist. To, to, to say that we're going to play a black national anthem, that's racist and the NFL, sh NFL should be called on it. Well, uh, in, in these days, right, it's e pluribus unum. Uh, and uh, that's, you know, every... Uh, if people are Americans. It's it's hard to dis make a distinguish of any separate group that would have a separate anthem of any. Yeah, if we if we go down that road, you're you're never going to see the game because you're going to have eighteen different national anthems to actually have played. So this this ridiculous identity politics game that the left is playing, it's time for it to be over. Let's move on. Yeah, you know, you know, is, is there racism in the United States? There's a little bit, but there's nothing like there used to be. We've overcome it. We fought a war. Six hundred thousand people died. There's your reparations. Period. Dot. Now stop looking at the color of people's skin. Start looking at the content of their character. It doesn't matter what color a person's skin is if they're going into to an iPhone store and ripping off all the iPhones and walking out because a prosecutor paid by George Soros doesn't want to prosecute. That just means the person's a jerk and needs to be prosecuted. Stop looking at the color of people's skin. It's stupid to do so. Well said. Well said. Frank, it's been great talking with you this, with you this morning and we'll look forward to talking with you again on Monday morning. You have a great weekend. Stay low, my friend. If you like the podcast, subscribe, leave a comment, rate it if your platform lets you. Be sure to head on over to undergroundusa.com to sign up for our Substack, which comes straight to you, circumventing the censors and the fact checkers, because we both know that they're worthless, and that's been proven over time. And be sure to pick up your copy of Nullification, 
The Case for Decentralizing the Federal Government, available in Kindle and paperback over at Amazon.com. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato, and we will be back right after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.